This week's episode of Inside Illini Basketball is a little different, mostly because it's episode number 200, another milestone. So, of course, we had to bring back Illinois men's basketball coach Brad Underwood, who joined us for episode 100 two years ago. You know, this week we discussed all of the changes in college basketball since his last appearance on the podcast, kind of what his team might look like moving forward, and the impact those four freshmen could have on Illinois basketball in 2022-23. So be sure to come back after these messages for more from Brad Underwood. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Good morning from News Gazette Podcast HQ on Fox Drive in Champaign. Today is a special day, um, mostly because I don't think, unless I'm wrong, that I'll be told I'm, I am wrong about everything about college basketball without my usual podcast partner, Jim Rosso, in studio with me. But I'm also not flying solo this week. Um, actually joined by Illinois coach Brad Underwood for this special 200th episode of Inside Illini Basketball. And Brad, thanks for making your second appearance on the podcast to help celebrate another milestone. I appreciate you having me, and it's uh, that uh, that must mean you're popular, you're well liked, and uh, we've we've gone from 100 to 200, so I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I hope all of those things are true, but yeah, you are a guest for you know, episode number 100. And it was back in May 2020, not all that long after the pandemic shut down basically the entire sports world. So I guess I have to ask: Could more have changed in the last two years in college basketball? Because it seems like everything beyond the game itself is a little different. Yeah, I think you're correct there. I, I can't imagine there being uh, um, any more dramatic events happen over the course of of of, of that time. And you're talking about uh, you know being shut down from 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 COVID. You're talking about you know the not just on the basketball court, but you know the the academic side and online classes and. And, uh, you know, really no students around and, and, you know, a freshman class that, that really had it really hard. I mean, they had a messed up senior year, uh, for most of them, uh, very different experience as a freshman. And then, um, you know, obviously you throw in the, the changes that have happened, uh, from the NCA side of things with, uh, the transfer portal, uh, name, image, likeness. Um, legalized gambling you, you throw in a lot of things that are are um, uh, have happened in a, in a in a relatively quick amount of time those those things usually happen over the course of you know 15 or 20 years I guess with all of that in such a condensed time frame just what do you feel like has been the, the at least the short-term effect on on college basketball well, I, I think we're all dealing with something that, that um, in, in some ways we think is good. Um, and, and I think there's um, the problem has been that, you know, you now have the NCAA, which is um, uh, basically revamping everything that they do. 
Um, you know, they've got a transformational group that is basically rewriting their, their, their manual, uh, their guidelines. But, um, you know, I, I think some of the, with all these changes, I think the, the thing we feel like sometimes is there's, there's no, there's no guardrails. Um, we put things into effect that have affected so many and, uh, uh, we don't know by the, the what parameters we're truly playing by, but uh, uh, we're learning on the fly. Um, you know, I, I've, I've uh, I don't think there's any way to that we, we should feel like we have to complain about it or 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 you know we got to get by it. It's here, um, so we need to we need to adapt. I've tried to be very proactive uh, with that aspect of it, but it's a uh, uh, it's dramatic. There's no, there's no, you know, we're learning every day. Uh, we have meetings. It seems like every week about some other type of situation that that's come up. So, um, you know, it's the new world, everything we know, you can pretty much, uh, you know, bury it and it, it's, it's out the window and now we have to adapt and, uh, and deal with it. This kind of leads me to my next question, but you know, some people in the last week, I know, you know Iowa athletic director, Gary Barta, your successor, at Oklahoma State, Mike Boyden have expressed concerns about name, image, and likeness, and about the transfer portal, and in terms of you know how one affects the other, and you know potential tampering. I know there's something Boyden you know, talked about. The NCAA is also apparently going to be on the hunt for egregious NIL rule breakers, whatever that means. I, I don't know that anyone knows, but I mean, can the toothpaste be put back in the tube in either regard? Probably not. Um, you know, and, and I, I say that I, you know, in my lifetime, 35 years, um, the only thing that is, was, was, was done that was egregious in my, in my time and was, was changed quickly was the eight and five rule back in the day when you can only sign eight kids over two years, no more than five in one year. Um, and, and that was, that was really bad and it got it got shut down pretty quick. Uh, so very, very few things have changed. Um, and, and I think that, like you said, the two faces out of the tube and, uh, we're going to have to, um, to modify maybe, um, and, and tweak some, some certain things. You've seen the NCAA try to come out and, and, uh, and control a few things that way. Uh, but, but what that looks like, uh, you know, it's a it's such a wide gamut, Scott. You've got agents involved now. You know, signing kids in high school uh, to these marketing deals, and and uh, it just is it, it's just a uh, um, it, it's just a completely different animal than what we've dealt with uh, from the from the past experience. And uh, you know, name, image, likeness is is is, is money, uh, and money's in, in in a lot of ways has become the focal point of it instead of education. Sure. I mean, I guess, you know, looking maybe a little more closely at your program now, it's kind of been a, a steady trickle over the last few seasons with the players that were kind of so central to bringing Illinois basketball back uh, are now mostly gone. You know, what's what's going to be important maybe for you in building off of the foundation they set and maybe continuing, you know, the, the type of success that the team has had, you know, the last three years? Yeah, that's a great thing. You know, every, everybody everybody wants to look at the players that you you lose, and 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 that's to me it's a, it's it speaks volumes to the fact that you know we had Io Desumu three years, we had Kofi three years, we've had guys that have stayed in our program. To me, that speaks 
that's such an unbelievably positive thing. Um, you're happy when guys have success and, and, and move on. And, you know, you never keep, uh, you know, in, in college sports, you never, you never keep them forever. There's no lifetime contracts. And so you, when guys become successful, you're, you're elated, you're excited for them. And you know that that next, that next bit of culture, uh, they left their mark. And you always want guys who aren't just remembered and don't leave an impact just for their time here, but beyond that. And I think that's been very well established. I think it's one of the things that I felt great about with this season. We won a Big Ten championship, and we have 68 missed games, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, from guys for a ver- variety of reasons. And so now it's, it's, it's left to the next group. And then we'll, you know, we don't want to feel bad when those guys leave. They're going to leave. And, and, uh, so I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm elated for the guys that were here. I mean, I'm elated for the process of, of, of which they achieve success. And I think that's the stuff that, um, carries into a program and, and carries over and, and the faces change. Um, and, and the, and the Jersey numbers may change, but I, but I think when you've got character people and, uh, keep bringing in talented guys. Um, it gives you a chance, uh, chance every year. Yes, you mentioned Kofi. Just how important was it made for him to get an invite to the, the NBA draft combine um, in, in Chicago and maybe have, you know, that, that opportunity that a lot of people, a lot of players want to maybe put their, put their name up there a little higher, you know, when it comes to you know, catching the attention of NBA organizations. Sure. I mean, that, that's, that's the, uh, um, you know, that's a sign that you're, 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 you're one of those guys. You're one of the guys that people are talking about. And, uh, you know, people have been talking about Kofi for a long time. I mean, he's a first team all American and, and he's a two time all American and, and, uh, you know, now for him to, to be able to go show that in an NBA setting and, you know, with a shortened shot clock without three seconds in the paint, you know, defensively without, um, you know, those, those give him the opportunity to go, um, to, to go strut his stuff and show people what, uh, um, you know, what he's all about. So yeah, it's a, it's, um, you know, it's a big deal. He's earned that right. He's the guy that's, uh, uh, you know, proved that, uh, he can play with the best players, uh, at the collegiate level, now he's got to go do that at the um, at the highest level. And, and one of your your new guys, you know, since C. Harris posted on social media that he's going to be on campus this weekend. Is, so is he going to be here for you know that quote unquote May muster? And how many guys, maybe including those freshmen, do you expect you know, on campus this month? And and what's the benefit, I suppose, of getting that that jump start on the on the summer workouts at least? That, yeah, you just said it. It's a jump start, and and that's one of the things that. Uh, uh, it doesn't work out like that every year. Um, you know, sometimes the, their, their high school years don't, uh, don't line up. Some of them go into, you know, sometimes they go into school in June, you know, so, uh, this group of guys, it just worked where they're done. Their work's done, uh, at the high school level and, and their, 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 their high school career is over. So, uh, but, uh, sincere, uh, Jade Knapp's, and uh and sky will will all be here uh ty has an obligation that we want him to take advantage of with usa basketball 
and so he'll um, uh, he'll be with 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 them uh, going through that process, and then join us in June uh, during the regular session, um, and uh, and then uh, uh, as soon as uh, everything is completed on the administrative side with uh, with TJ uh, Shannon, he'll be in here in May. It with Ty, yeah, with Ty. I mean, to get that opportunity with USA Basketball, just what could that do for him? Where I mean, he's going to get another opportunity to at least you know go through camp with you know a lot of you know top guys his age, and then you know, potentially you know make a roster and you know represent USA uh, on an international stage. Well, he's proved he's one of the best players in the country. There's no doubt about that, and and uh, you don't get that invite without that. And, um, you know, for him to, to represent your country, there's no greater, uh, re- you know, responsibility, as I call it, to, to be able to, uh, to wear that jersey. Uh, I know, you know that's an experience that, that uh, Io, when he went through it, he, he, he relished that opportunity. It was a great experience for him. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's the best of the best, and uh, he gets to go uh, – um, you know, show off his skills and be recognized as one of the best. So I'm excited for him. And you mentioned a few times here recently, just the that getting back to maybe pre-COVID normals was so important. And what does that maybe mean for your summer? Like, what will that look like? And I mean, what do you want to accomplish with things maybe back to kind of how they used to be? Yeah, getting better, getting better, uh, getting guys. Um, you know, and, and you think about it, I mean, from, from Coleman, who's this will be his third year with us to, uh, you know, to Luke and RJ and, 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 and Brandon, I, they've never had an off season, you know, they never went through a spring, you know, and, and, uh, uh, last year, uh, as soon as our season was over, we got COVID and, and we had, you know, four or five, six cases of COVID. So, uh, everything stopped then. But just that extra that extra month, these guys coming in in May, these uh, you know staying in May. I saw the impact with what a Maymester did for Io Desumu between his freshman and sophomore year. Uh, to get guys in the gym with coaches, uh, to build relationships, to see guys take take weaknesses and uh, uh, and improve on them and get better. Uh, to see chemistry, to to get guys to learn to compete uh, and play with each other. All of that is stuff that we've 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 been away from for the last two years, and you know it's truly the the development phase for our players. And and we talk about it during the season. Well, you know the reality is when we practice and go to a practice, it's for our team. It's not as much individualized. A guy may get ten or fifteen shots in practice. You know, uh, so they've got to work on their game this time of year and really work on their weaknesses and, and our guys do it during the season as well. But now it's just centrally focused on, on them getting better. And, uh, and then philosophically it gives us as, as coaches a chance to evaluate, see our guys and, uh, uh, you know, start putting schemes together and see what guys can do and how they, how they react together. Are there restrictions for like what the coaches or maybe Fletch can do with the guys that are here you know, in May? Yeah, they've got to be they've got to be enrolled in class, and 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 there are restrictions. So, uh, you know, they'll they'll each be taking uh, a, a class, and uh, their responsibilities then with uh, uh, are mainly going to be with uh, you know with, with with Fletch here 
you know, working through the weight room and, and gaining strength, you, you know, you're going to see a huge jump in, in, in those freshmen and Luke and, and, um, and RJ, what they've done. And, you know, for the, for the, it's a jump start, as you said earlier, for the, for the three freshmen, just to get, uh, medicals out of the way and physicals and, and, uh, you know, get acclimated to campus and get that out of the way along with, you know, then getting through the, the rigors of a Adam Fletcher workout. Sure. Uh, I imagine that takes a, a bit of transition. <laughs> the first, the first couple of weeks, you're a little sore. Let's put it that way. Sure. Um, I mean, not to jinx either one of us, but it seems like things have slowed down like a, a little bit, at least for the moment. I, I just, you know, when do you anticipate maybe, you know, the off season kind of picking back up into what has become sort of that 24, seven, 365, just incredibly busy state i'm i'm busier now than i've ever been i i'm ready for the season to start so i can get back to some semblance of it's just a different busy um you know i'm off this weekend to a speaking engagement um in my hometown uh for 50 years of of anniversary for the 22 state champions that have come out of mcpherson kansas Uh, my daughter graduates on sunday um, I, I then go to a coaches versus cancer event, um, and it, it, in, in, in Las Vegas, I serve on the national board there. Uh, you've got a, a lot of fundraising things that you do. We we're doing this, uh, uh, this tailgate tour. So it's a different type of, of, of busy, but the portal is, you know, you've still got guys that are, are up till June, June 1st. Uh, that are seeing if they they stay in the draft. You've got guys that could pull out, uh, guys that are in the portal um, to say we're done recruiting. We're not, uh, but uh, it, I literally we're as busy as we've ever been. And uh, May used to be a month that we could at least catch our breath. And uh, uh, you know, last night I was on the phone till eleven twenty. Um, you know, with with a recruit, it's just it's just nonstop and. Uh, that part of it is is very different for us as coaches. So, uh, you know, our student athletes come in and and we, we'll want to get them initiated and go, and and going. And then June will be here, and then it's it's you you're back in your workouts. So, um, you know, hopefully in August, uh, you know, we get a little chance to to to, to catch our breath. But uh, you know, I, along that time, I'm making everybody on my staff get away and, and at least you know, kind of stair-step their vacations because they've got to spend time with their families as well. Sure. And, and Tyler, you know, I talked with him earlier this weekend. He mentioned the other trip to, to Vegas for coaches versus cancer and also mentioned it might have been might be an opportunity to get on the the golf course. Uh, how do those matchups go? Can he hang with Dad on the golf course? He has no chance. <laughs> uh, yet, yet. Now, I will say this. He drives the ball about 100 yards by me. Uh, but, uh, his short game isn't, uh, isn't up to speed, but you know, it's, um, as, as, you know, we put on a heck of a coaches versus cancer event here with 1200 plus and, and raised a lot of money and, and Lon's been doing this and, and Lon Kruger, um, you know, now for 13 or 14 years and, and, uh, you know, have 40 plus coaches there. Um, you know, we have five groups, uh, from the university of Illinois that are going out, uh, and it's a great opportunity to, to, yeah, tie in a little bit of golf and, 
and yet we're doing it for a great cause and and uh, um, but just to to really kind of interact away from the game is um, is something that we all enjoy and, and and we do have fun with it but Tyler will be out there but uh, 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 he's 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 gaining on me because I'm getting a little older but uh, I, I can still take him yeah I mean you got to be able to chip and putt those are the those are the keys. Yeah, he's he he's he's one of those guys that he's young. He's in his twenties. He's still grip it and rip it, and 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 that's the mentality. And you know, talk a little trash after he hits one hundred yards by me. But uh, you know, when we when we put the the, the score on the card, uh, mine's always lower than his. <laughs> nice. Um, I mean, we've mentioned the, the transfer portal several times just because it's a big part of what college basketball is now. Um, as that has sort of exploded over the last couple of years. Has it changed how you recruit? I mean, I know you mentioned you know, still wanting to recruit high school players and develop them, but has the portal maybe tweaked your overall approach at all? Oh, sure. There's the, you, there's no doubt. Uh, it has to. Um, you know, I think that uh, the average age this year for Kansas was 22.3, if I'm not mistaken. Um, years of age. Um, I think the average age in the last 10 years of final four teams is 21.7 years. The portal has allowed you in a, in a positive way to get old um, and, and, and to try to stay older. Uh, it's changed dramatically for high school kids. And, uh, um, you know, will high school kids, you know, stay patient if they don't play right away? Will uh, you know, if they average 12 a game, will they go into the portal to see if they can better their situation in NIL? Uh, you know, your mindset is not about four years in building anymore um, and, and doing that. It can't be that. It's a, uh, I, I've broken it down into two-year segments. Uh, you hope you have guys longer than that. Um, we're going to continue to recruit freshmen here. It fits the Illinois way. Um, and hope that we can develop them and hope they don't leave. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, we have challenges with upperclassmen getting them in school. Um, and that's, that's a real situation here. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the way we're going to continue to do it. And we've had to, we've had to tweak it some, and, you know, I've, I've pretty much had the mindset that, um, you know, if I have four or five, six guys back every year, I'm really blessed. And, you know, my junior college days, you know, where you've got to sign eight or 10 every year, that's probably going to be the norm. Uh, I mean, this Kansas team did have, you know, some transfers, including, you know, Jalen Coleman lands playing a remarkable seventh year uh, of college basketball. But the core of that team was guys that had been at Kansas. Was that, I mean, did you, did you see that and be like, I mean, that that's a good sign. Like you can still do that in college basketball now is, you'll build a national championship team like that? Well, look at our team. Trent, DeMonte, Kofi. I, I mean, we were we were a veteran team. We were an old team that, that, that was built. Those days are done. Those days probably aren't happening. Um, you know, and, and freshmen at our level, um, you know, I think it's very rare you see, uh, you know, David McCormick, Obagi, uh, Christian Braun, those guys were there four years. They were teammates for four years. They all hung together. Um, and, and, and Obagi, I think put his name in once. Um, but, uh, you know, usually if you're good enough at that level, you're going to test the waters and, and potentially go and everybody's different. 
in terms of being what being a pro looks like. Some guys want first-round money. Some want lottery money. Some just want to be in the draft uh, and be told they can get maybe a two-way or a G League contract. Um, so everybody's different. To say that that scenario worked out perfect, I've been around Bill's teams a lot and played against him a lot. This was not one of his most talented teams, and yet he won a national championship. And and that's not to take a shot at their, their talent. They're very talented, and they have pros. But uh, Bill's had some great, great teams, and you know you think about Embiid and 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 and, and that group, and you know it's uh, um, it's just going to be different, Scott. It's just going to be different. And I think we all have to accept that. Yeah, you've spoken pretty highly of all four you know of your incoming freshmen you know, as individuals. But what excites you about those four? You know, maybe as a group, maybe being that that next potential you know core uh, of the program. Yep, athletic um, and very skilled. Um, it, it, it's the most athletic, and I say this, and it's a it's a it's a ball skill group. It's a group that they all have the ability to go make plays for themselves, uh, which in turn, when you can do that, you can make plays for others. And this group can um, uh, has has the ability to be. Um, a team that can, a group of guys that can live in the paint. And, uh, you know, you've got, uh, Sky's an elite shooter. Uh, you've got, you know, Epps, who is just a downhill mid range, get a shot on anybody. Uh, you know, Sincere is that athletic, just special, special athlete, great in the open court, uh, great finisher around the rim, uh, you know, plays way above the rim. And then Ty's just that, multi-dimensional uh, guy who's uh, makes everybody better. And to me, he's as, as, as impacts winning as in as many ways as, as any player I've seen in a long time, uh, but elite passer. So, but, but great handler at his size and, 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 and can play point if he has to. So this group ball skills and, and their athleticism, um, you know, with the exception of sincere, uh, the other three are big and strong, uh, have great, great bodies, um, and yet Sincere is as quick twitch as anybody I've seen. You know, and you know, Jay Nepps like won the the one on one competition at the Iverson Classic. You know, adding that maybe skill, you know, to your team. Just how do you kind of envision that at the at the Big Ten level? Yeah, you've got to be able to have guys when when and we've had that. It's one of the reasons we've we've been able to win a lot of close games. We had it with Iowa, we had it with Trent. We had guys who could go get their own. And you've got to be able to, you know, to be a, to be a great player, you have to be able to beat your man. You have to be able to force help. And then when you make the right play, then you make you elevate your teammates. And 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 Jaden has that ability. He's just a terrific scorer. And that's something that um, is, is, is a gift, and he's great at it. And, um, yeah, excited because he can live in the paint and, and not just score for himself, but he'll, he can make others better as well. Yeah, to, to circle back a little bit to maybe all the changes that have happened in the last two years, do you envision maybe a, a point where you know, college basketball teams – have almost like a general manager that handles all of the, maybe handles 
you know, NIL conversations or, you know, anything with the portal. And then you know, maybe a coach can recruit and, and coach. I mean, do you think it could reach that point? Um, I think every institution will will have somebody at some point that has that has to deal with NIL. And you know, we've hired someone within our within our department here at DIA. I think that staff can continue to grow. Um, I think there's there's there, there's so so little knowledge of what the parameters are with NIL right now uh, to say no uh, would be foolish to say yes would be, I, I don't know. Um, I think so. Uh, I think it's very hard. I truly believe this uh, at any level, whether the professional level or, co- or professional level or college to be a general manager slash coach. Uh, those guys usually get fired because they do an injustice and, and you have to, you have to be able to coach your team and uh, not not get wrapped up into what, you know, because this guy is, you know, got Kofi's brand and, and can make this an NIL and, and, a, and a freshman doesn't have that brand and doesn't make it and there's disruption. You can't have that. And that's, that's one of the things we're all concerned about as coaches. So I don't, I don't have the answer for that. It's probably, you know, too early to tell. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, university athletic departments are, are, are going to feel the brunt of having to uh, um, support us coaches in, in, that, in that realm. Yeah, kind of looking more at maybe big, pitch, big picture with the sport. There have reportedly been some conversations, mostly outside the power conferences, to essentially bring back bracket busters, but on what seems like a significantly larger, much more impressive scale. I mean, I... Well, the Big Ten, you know, I don't might not participate in something like that. Are there any other innovations that you'd like to see for college basketball in terms of scheduling or literally anything else, just to maybe continue moving the sport forward? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think the one thing that that um, we're challenged with in the Big Ten is is you know we we have four networks, which is a great thing. We're we're blessed. We have we have the opportunity to have you know, four networks that, that televises and we play, um, you know, we play every night of the week and, and we're playing 20 league games. Um, you know, we, we've got contracts coming up with uh, uh, the Gabbitt games, um, you know, which we've been a part of with the Big East. We've had the ACC challenge. Um, and, uh, you know, in our case, we have, we have the, the bragging rights game. We have so many games dictated to us uh, that um, um, you know, I say scheduling is 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 scheduling is always difficult, but it's uh, um, we don't have that many games to go get. So I don't know from a scheduling standpoint for the high majors. Uh, TV is going to control so much of what we do, um, and probably more so with um, you know as we continue to move forward in that area. Uh, you know, we're, we play in a in, a, in an MTE, a multi-team event every year. So I don't know. I think there's, you know, there's there's always a lot of talk about keep expanding uh, conferences, keep expanding uh, the number of conference games you play. I don't know what that looks like yet. Um, but, um, you know, I think it takes somebody a lot smarter than me to, to, to be that next guy to innovate and be creative from that side of things. 
You mentioned the MTEs, and you know, your team's going to head to Vegas in November for an event that includes you know, Baylor, UCLA, Virginia. Um, so guaranteed two pretty impressive games there. Just what are you maybe you know, looking forward to about that? Well, I always want to play great people, and and I think that's how you 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 prepare yourself. I, I don't ever want to be um, uh, blindsided going into conference games. And you know we it's it's you know we all know we play two games in December. Um, I don't want any. I want to know what my warts are. I want to know where where I have to get better. And uh, that field is obviously loaded. It's it's terrific. Yeah, you're talking about uh, you know a couple of teams that have been in the Final Four, a couple of national championship teams, um, it, and it's it's great great experience for for us. You see different styles there. You're going to see different systems. Um, and, uh, you know, you get a great judge and then, uh, those games will never hurt you, uh, as you move into selection Sunday when it comes to, uh, when it comes to skiing. So, uh, I, am a big believer in playing really good games and really good teams. And I, and I want to recruit players who want to play in those games. Right. Well, August, it still seems like, you know, a ways away, but, you have any you know, plans for you know, that potential time to to get away you know before things just start back up again in earnest when you know, all the players return to campus for the start of the school year? That will be one hundred percent my wife's decision. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, you know we've always um, you know we've we've always been a, a fan of a uh, couple of spots, the Cayman Islands and certain places but uh you know i hope we can uh hope we can break away and get down there a little bit and, and uh you know get uh, get the batteries uh fully charged as we head back into uh you know what uh what i'm excited about as a as a as a really exciting fall and upcoming season for us all right well that is episode 200 of inside Illini basketball i want to Thank you again, Brad, for for joining us on this this milestone event, and you know hopefully I will remain just popular enough that we get to three hundred and we can have you back again then. Well, let's do it at three hundred, and uh, I appreciate you having me on, and and I hope everybody enjoys their summer and uh, keep the sunshine and warm weather, and uh, uh, look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Thank you.